0: Welcome back, everyone, to the latest edition of the FlowTrack Podcast. I'm Kevin Sully, joined by Gordon Mack, Track Podcast at Gmail.com. If you'd like to email in, also you comment live on our YouTube feed, or and you can subscribe to the YouTube channel on the Flow Track Podcast channel. You can subscribe to the FlowTrack channel as well, too. We got all sorts of news stories, new uh, sorry, new series is going up there. We got this week in track, we got race breakdowns. We have Gordon's NCAA show. We got my pro ranking show that go up on there. Um, you can become a member on the YouTube page as well, too. It's very exciting stuff. Gordon, is your latest NCAA rankings show up already? Or is that in progress?
1: Oh, they're up. They went up yesterday So or two days ago. Yeah, the, the latest rankings are up. So check them all out.
0: What a title. Um, things have
1: changed things have changed i got
0: beef with the coaches rankings what a title there that's a new turn for you usually you've been really in line with the coaches polls and the coaches rankings throughout the years that i've known you
2: you're being sarcastic correct
0: correct okay good
2: yes
1: no yeah i i, I dive into why <laughs> the coaches the coaches ranking thing that came out yesterday is just not accurate but you know, all the colleges treat it as, you know, as uh, gold, and it's not. But, you know, it is what it is. Right.
0: So, Do you explain that in the show, basically, the difference yes. between your rankings and their rankings? Is this the one where they estimate the points? Like, they have that calculation where they have a – but you have to have, like, a previous mark. So, like, when Mondo was a freshman, they didn't have him scoring. Is that the same system?
1: Yeah, but also they keep track of like your top 35 athletes or something like that, or top 50. So they're right. they're calculating people who are ranked 49th in the country, and yeah. even if you're ranked 12th in the country, you're scoring zero points, so you shouldn't be really considered. But you know,
0: yeah, to each its own. All right. Well, that's exciting. People can check that out uh, on the Pro Ranking Show. I'm going to be talking about. Little 60 meter hurdles, going to debut those rankings and then updates to the 60. And then I would update the 800, but not much has happened. Really, things are going to get going this weekend with Milrose, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Carlsruhe World Indoor Tour on Friday. That's where I think what I'm going to do, Gordon, is if people haven't shown up by this weekend, I'm, t- I'm taking them out of the rankings, basically, because I want to make them reflect this indoor season. So if there's no mark from an athlete, even if they're great, after this weekend, or actually, let me let me back up. If I'm pretty sure they're not gonna run, so so like Elaine Thompson, hurrah! If I don't see her this weekend, I, I think I'm gonna just take her out of the rankings. And then if she runs once and runs fast, then she's gonna go right back in. But I, because I wanna make them reflect reality, I don't wanna have the top five with people who've never run indoors this season. Like, that doesn't make any sense, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's what sucks about our sport is. Not all the athletes have the exact same type of schedule, the way every basketball player has the same schedule, every football player has the same schedule, but every track athlete, they do whatever they want.
0: So mm-hmm. maybe I'll wait yeah. two weeks. Maybe I that was an idle threat for me. Maybe I'm already backtracking here because Well, <laughs> is uh is Grant running this weekend? Grant Holloway? Holloway? Yeah.
1: I don't think so. Yeah, yeah I don't think so. But-
0: I have a feeling eventually he's going to run a 60 hurdle, and he's at yeah, the top of yeah. mind just because I did the 60 hurdle rankings. He's obviously going to be number one as the world record holder. All right, let's get into the show. Let's get into the show. Um, first off, some scary news in the in the world of NCAA cross country and track and field. Saw this yesterday. Oklahoma State distance runner Isai Rodriguez was injured in a car crash um, in Oklahoma. He was riding with a wrestler on the Oklahoma State wrestling team when, according to this ESPN article, he um, um, got into an accident. They hit an oncoming vehicle um, and the car o- left the roadway, overturned several times before coming to rest in a ditch. Um, the other driver, fortunately, also was, was not injured. Very scary situation here. Um, Dave Smith is quoted in the story as saying he seemed to be in good spirits and feeling pretty good. It uh thankfully it didn't seem like anything real serious. I think he's about to be released, running a few tests and had to keep him overnight. Um so very scary story there. Um glad that the um that the people involved are okay.
2: Yeah, I
1: mean Dave I texted Dave as well. Um he said miraculously seems like everyone involved is going to be okay. Um mm-hmm. I think there was based on the way the accident unfolded, I think there are some thoughts that this could have been. Yeah, much worse. Very, very serious. But the fact that everyone is going to be able to one survive, but to be able to continue being a, you know, a a top tier athlete, like there's no like, you know, broken leg or amputation or anything like that. So that's always good.
0: Yeah. It says the, the wrestler involved is in fair condition internal arm, leg, and head injuries. Interesting part of the story too, uh, Oklahoma State football coordinator was one of the cars that uh, Ferrari, who's the name of the wrestler, passed when he went into the, in the no passing zone and passed him and cut back in. And that coordinator, Casey Dunn, pulled him to safety after the SUV caught fire. So just an incredible, incredible story and yeah you read the details of this and and you realize uh, how lucky people were to get out in in good condition or fair condition um we hope everybody has a has a full recovery obviously we've covered isai for for several years um and and enjoyed watching him race
2: yeah
1: the flow wrestling team um at flow sports they were shocked to hear this news the same way we were um oklahoma state's got a great wrestling program same way they have a great running program, and uh it would have been incredibly tragic if this turned out to be something worse than, than what it was. But hey, it's why I wear a seatbelt, right? Mm-hmm. That's the what we learned from this: is why you wear a seatbelt. It works. Everybody did seat have belt a seatbelt.
0: Everybody did have a seatbelt seat in in the car. Yeah, that was that was interesting. Good good news to, to read there. um Yeah. Whew. When you saw this story, you read this story to me yesterday, not even the full story, you just read that he had been in an accident and I was just shook up immediately. But when you read it, you, you read that, hey, Dave had already been there, spoken to him, had seen him in the hospital, and, and he was going to be okay. So big sigh of, of relief in the NCAA sports community and the Oklahoma State community as well.
2: Yeah. Wear your seatbelt. That's what you got to do.
0: Be careful out there on the roads. It's not worth going that fast.
2: Slow down. All right, let's move on.
0: A thing Mo Gordon. I'm very excited about this story. She's running the mile at Millrose. And I'm just ecstatic about this. I saw the headline. And I give her just so much credit for jumping in this race. Because this is a legit mile field. This isn't her just running an off distance in a minor meet. No, she is running against a stacked group of athletes here. You have the top four women from the US Olympic trials in this race. You have two recent NCAA champions in this race, in Anna Camp Bennett and Sage Herta. You have Constance kloster Bronze medalist in the 5,000, sub-4 in the 1,500. Jessica Hall is sub-4 in the 1,500. Josette Norris is sub-4 in the 1,500. This is going to be so much fun to watch. And seeing her in any event is cool. But I think there was an air of inevitability in the 800. At least when it came to the Motor's games. Because you see the field, and you're like, All right, I think well, we just watched her dominate. What more is she going to prove at the Milrose Games? What's the most she can get out of the Milrose Games in an 800? Probably not a lot because we expect her to win, she's going to win. But this race really opens up limitless possibilities because you look at this field and it looks like basically an Olympic Trials final, missing a couple people, but adding in some international athletes in Kloster, Hallen and Hull that make it really resemble a top flight. 1500 meter field so I couldn't be more excited for this I give her a ton of credit for doing it I don't know what it means long term and I also am completely at a loss trying to predict a mark trying to predict a place I have no idea this race goes fast Perrier ran that 416 a couple of years ago but I don't even know where to begin in trying to figure out where a thing mo would finish in this field because it seems as if her talent doesn't have any limits, but also because this, this competition is legitimately tough competition.
1: Yeah, I try to think about how this race will play out as well because if this is like a 429 race, I think she can win. But I don't think it's going to be, right? I think it's going to be low 420s, high 14s, there's going to be a lot of PRing that goes down. I mean, mm-hmm. El Peria ran 416 in this race. I think that there's going to be, you know, two athletes who break two to three, two athletes who break 420, and then like three athletes who break 425 or something like that. I think yeah. it's going to be in that type of because you look at these PBs, you see some 430s here, some 431s. Those are all going to yeah. get shattered. Like Jessica Hall, she's not running 431. She's going to run right. like 421. Get so, rid of the PBs.
0: Look at the 1500 yeah. conversions, except Puryear. Perrier's PB is a legit indoor PB. Yeah. Hoffman as well, because that was the yeah. same race that they did that. Everybody else's PB is not really representative of how good they are.
2: I've been trying to think
1: of how I think this race is going to play out. I think it's going to play out. I think a thing Mo is going to go to the back. I think she's going to just try to ride the train for the first, you know, thousand meters. Mm
2: -hmm. And
1: then when people start falling off, she's going to be like, all right, hold on, hold on. She's going to like try to keep holding on, holding on. And then there's going to be a point where she's not going to be able to hold on anymore. and She's still going to finish strong, but someone like Al Alperior is just going to pull away from her. And I think a thing
2: ends up running like 420, 427. So I think she ends up running.
0: I have no clue how it's going to go. I've... No, I'm at a loss. No, 428, usually, 428, 428,
1: 428. Usually, so 428.
0: I'm not saying I'm right about most things or really anything with this, but or with any time we make a hypothetical prediction about how would X do in Y race. But this one, I'm in completely at a loss because on one hand, like I just read the credentials of all those, those women. You know, so it's like Anna Kent Bennett just won the 1500 at NCAAs that just in the same meet where Thingmo mo uh won the quarter Anna Kent bennett ran the or sorry the mo won the eight and oh no sorry what did she run she ran the four incident sorry yeah it's crazy to think that she could beat the person who in the same meet won the 1500 and then you look at there's a, a bunch of women in here who we'd say are even a level above her in terms of experience and and pbs so then you're thinking all right is Mogan a to finish near the back? But then one number pops into my head, Gordon. You know what that number is? What? 155. Is it wise to bet against someone who's run 155 in the 800 when they go to the 1500? If we only knew that one fact, what would we think her potential is in the 1500? The problem is we think of her as 4'8", as we should, because she's the play champion. In the quarter and that's ridiculous to think but if you just look at her 800 pb you're like all right she's gonna hang she's gonna do exactly what you said or maybe even better but then on the flip side you're thinking well who's she gonna who's she gonna beat there are no weak links in this field and it's gonna be really tough so i have both competing thoughts in my head and that's why this is so fascinating to me and i'm so appreciative as a track fan that she's doing it because we rarely Get this sort of attempt by an athlete.
1: Yeah, this. I don't care that it's
0: early January or early season. I don't care it's indoors. The fact that she's doing it against this good field, it counts for something in my book.
1: Yeah, this reminds me of like the fun, like who would have won in a six hundred? Usain Bolt or like Mo Farah? You know, you do like these weird, like dream scenarios on these weird off events. This is exactly. What everyone would be the what would a thing Mo do in a mile, right? It's like that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, she has clearly the speed; she can kick 155, but can she do that for four laps? I I don't know. I mean, she's a world class athlete, so it's not like she's gonna need to stop and get a cup of water and be like have to take a break after lap three because she won't be able to handle it. Because clearly, she can handle pushing her body to extreme limits. But you just don't know. You don't know is her body. I mean, Donovan Brazier. We kind of were like yeah. kind of yeah. surprised when he ran his when he ran his fifteen hundred, his three thirty seven, and that's why I'm thinking if Donovan did that, Donovan was not. Um, I mean, Donovan was like a four eight guy, even though he, Donovan did do a little bit of miling in high school, but throughout he became mainly a four eight type person. The way he was training. I think similar to a thing Mo, yeah. but if Donovan can run three thirty five, three thirty seven, I have to think that a thing Mo can at least break four thirty, and then yeah, I don't though I don't know though if she can if she can run sub four twenty though, as Tampa Eagle just mentioned in the comments because that if you're running sub four twenty, that would be like Donovan Brazier running like three thirty two. Which maybe he could do now that I think about it, because Domin Brazier is a freak athlete. But first race, I don't think we're gonna get craziness. I think first race, there's a little bit of confusion. You like your body hasn't been to this point, right? In her, right? She's never pushed herself like this, right? So she might be like, "Whoa, I'm not ready for this." But again, I think she's gonna break the world record eventually in her career. And if he's, if I think you're gonna break the world record. Have to think that you can handle a mile, so my yeah. I'm just like you. Yeah. My brain goes back and forth, like it's like a, a devil and angel over your shoulders. You have like she can do it, she can't do it, she can do it, she can't do it, and so I'm kind of like stuck in the middle. That's why I think she's gonna finish. Okay, I'm gonna predict her
2: finish. She's gonna finish one. Two, I think she finishes fifth, and she finishes
1: in the four twenties. She finishes fifth. Yeah. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm going to just go fifth. Fifth place is what I'm going with.
0: That's a, sa- that's a, is- that's a safe pick. That's a safe pick. Yeah. That is a hedge right there. And I don't blame you for hedging because I don't have any clue either. Sometimes when we talk about a race going in, we say, man, anything could happen. No result would surprise me. But that's not actually true, right? Like there's definitely things that could surprise you. This, with her, I literally mean it. She could finish any place, and I would not be surprised by anyone of those outcomes at all and part of that most of that is because of her but the other part is just how good of a field she's running in. now if you add in safana San, faith kip laura mirror to this field then i would genuinely say i would be shocked if she finished you know top two or top three but with this field again the 155 is what throws me off if she never ran a quarter last year, Gordon, let's just say she did her freshman year at A&M and then all the way through to the Olympics, she only ran the eight. And then she ran 155. And let's just say we had no 400-meter reference points for her at all, like going back to high school. Like she only ran the 800. I think we would think she has a better chance at the mile. Yeah, I think her 400-meter PB hold is holding us back from yes. seeing what's possible with her, I think her 400 meter NCAA title makes us think she can't do it, and in many cases, that would be true with athletes because it would give us an indication of how they're training. But a thing Mo could completely break that mold. She could totally change how we think of of running and track and field in terms of what athlete can excel at what event.
1: Yeah, it's it's incredible that her success is what we think is going to be her downfall in this,
2: which
0: makes sense. Too much speed.
1: Yeah. Too much speed, too much speed. You're uh, too much of a, too much of a good thing. Imagine coach being like, listen here, son, listen here, lady, you have too much speed. You got to slow down. If you want to, if you want to be world-class, you got to be slower. You got to be a slower runner. That's basically what we're saying. She's too fast for the mile. She's, her, her speed makes her slow, which makes no sense when we talk, when we say it out loud on a podcast,
2: we sound stupid, but that's what, I mean, that's what we're known, right? We've always known that like the faster you are,
1: the slower you are at the longer events, right? That's just like one o- track one. Yeah, it goes both ways. We don't, well, we cr- don't expect Christian Coleman to in break this four in the mile,
0: you know? Or or even a quarter for him. We we don't expect him yeah. to be a great four hundred meter runner. We don't have now Fred Curley, Sharika Jackson, those people have kind of shaken things up. But this is a whole different level because you're going from four hundred, which people define as a long sprint, to the to the fifteen hundred, which is just completely absurd. This is she's basically taking what she did in AAU's. Remember? She won the what she won three of the four events and got second in the other one. She went two, four, eight. 15, but okay, you could do that in AAUs. You're not supposed to be able to do that when you become a pro runner. You're not supposed to be relevant in may, more than two events. And even two is a stretch if you're going across a big bridge like you are with the four to the eight. And listen, maybe she'll run this, maybe she'll get 12th and she'll run a, a 428. And then we'll be like, all right, that was amazing still. That's still an incredible effort, but there's clearly a limit here. But I'm not so, gonna count on that outcome happening. I'm not gonna count on that happening. Cause again, I don't want to bet against a 155, 800. Like when her PB in the 800 is like two seconds better than everybody else in the field, that's worth something in the, in the mile.
2: So here's the thing, we only get three
1: more days of thinking about a thingmo Myler in an unknown way, right? Because it's gonna be known on Saturday at the Miller yeah. Games. I know. So but and like living in uncertainty, we, Gordon. There eventually it's gonna be certain and like there's a there's a, there's a there's a, a possibility that she runs four twenty eight, gets twelfth, right? And it is what it is. But you're still good uh, though. Be, Let me just say and but once that happens we won't really be able to have this conversation again, right? Because then it'll be a mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm going to have yeah. the conversation that we only will be able to, that, this, that we may never be able to have again, okay? Because if she gets 12th and runs 428, we'll never be able to have this conversation again. So because we're coming up on the deadline of having this conversation, I'm just going to do it. Here we go. In a world where she ends sure. up finding a way to run like sub 420, Gets second in this race or whatever. Blows everyone's mind. Holy shit, a four hundred meter runner is now one of the best milers in the world. What do you think she should do? And what do you think she can do? Could we see a, a world where our fifteen hundred meter champion is anchoring the four by
0: four? Like it would where are you gonna uh, see that. It would, it, it would usher in A completely different way of viewing track and field. Like someone in the chat says, um, any other athlete had that same range over four hundred to the fifteen hundred, and someone brings up Semenya was a sub four fifteen hundred meter runner. Um, So, like Semenya would be one, but there's only been two people who have done the four eight double at Worlds or Olympics, one woman and one man. So to extend it from four to fifteen. Is just crazy, and with Semenya, you also have to bring. I mean, she's not allowed to compete in <laughs> any of those events anymore. So, a thingmo would still be able to do it. Uh, I looked it up just because I was curious. The 8 15 double is possible at the U.S. champs this year. But then you're talking about this person's potentially the best 400 meter runner in the United States running the eight and the fifteen. I, I don't have an answer to your question. Like, I just think
2: everything is on the table at that point. Maybe. This is like, you know, at, at this rate,
1: she's starting with the 400 and going to the eight and now the 15, you know, by like 2024, <laughs> is she throwing a line against Molly Seidel? And like yeah, getting right to just... run the Olympic marathon trials? Is that what's happening? Yeah. Is that what she's building up towards? We're going to see her run the 5K in 2023. You know, 10K and then running the marathon. I don't know. I mean, what 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 do you think the early futures are on uh, a thing mo's marathon debut? Like, what should we set that over under <laughs> at? Two two twenty
2: five. Let's
0: go two twenty five. Two twenty five. Mo two twenty five. Okay. Yeah, twenty thirty six. Let's let's get after. She it. goes get and ahead and of the curve. like you're right.
1: She runs like two eighteen. though if she, if she runs like four eighteen <laughs> on Saturday though, you'll be like, oh maybe she's gonna run like two twenty. Yeah. In the marathon.
0: I change. Change my pick. So we'll do the rest of the Milrose preview on on Friday's show. There's obviously a lot to discuss in the men's wanna make mile. The eight hundreds are both compelling. Got some good sixties, four hundreds as well. Uh but on Friday you got the World Indoor Tour in Karlsruhe, which I wanted to talk about here. We got Mondo going in the pole vault, Gordon. You can watch this uh meet live on flow, by the way. I'm looking at this men's 3K, which is very, very good. You got um, a lot of big names uh, in that one. Berihu Aragawi of Ethiopia has Olympic experience now. Abel Kipsang, Jacob Krop. Um You also have – oh, these are updated start lists. I, th- I thought Muhammad yeah. Kachir was in this race. Yeah, he got – he scratched. Did. And Okay. Yeah, so if you gotcha, refresh, gotcha. we'll see the, the full uh... – updated start lists. Gotcha. Wale was gotcha. in there as well. I think he has scratched as well. But what are you, what are you looking forward to seeing? You got Andrew, Andrew Pozzi, Pascal Martineau, the in the high hurdles. Um, That could be fun. Pozzi's really good indoors. Um, and as I mentioned, Mondo go in the vault, which means you have to put your world record watch hat on, Gordon.
1: Yeah, I mean, the 3K, it's, I mean, with here, kind of scratching, it kind of changed a little bit to not be. a, Whoa, are we going to see like a a sub seven thirty type race? I think we're going to see a low seven thirty race here, and I think it's just going to get the ball rolling for future three ks at the World Indoor Tour because mm-hmm. um, just over time, people are going to be ratcheting it down. Jakob is going to enter the chat. He's going to run a fast three k at one of these World Indoor Tours. It's going to be, it's going to be good. It's just kind of like the rust buster for the world in a way when it comes to the three K. Um and then yeah. I'm excited for the eight. Elliot Giles always finds a way to kinda surprise us with his eight hundred meter performances. Yeah. Um he's a gamer when it comes to the indoor eight hundred. Uh him going up against Collins, Kip Routu, should be interesting. Could see a a fast eight hundred meter mark there. And like you said, yeah, Mondo DePlantis, pole vault, I mean What's yeah. international world indoor tour meet without Mondo Duplantis? <laughs> like? I don't think it counts unless he's there. Like you're not certified as a world indoor tour yeah. unless Mondo Duplantis <laughs> competes at your meet. He's like the he's the official certific- certifier. Am I there? Yeah. No, didn't count. Okay, am it's I the, there? Yes. All right, count. this counts.
0: You have to fill that in on the paperwork before you get your accreditation yes. for your meet. Well, Women's sixty hurdles could be good. Uh, Megan Tapper, Daniel Williams of, of Jamaica. Also, women's 60, Kambuji uh, of Switzerland. She's run really well in the 60 in the past. Uh, Malenka Mahambo, the long jump star, is running the 60 as well. Daryl Neda, Tatiana Pinto. So, this will be, again, it's just good to get some marks, good to get some head to head against real competition so that way we can start sorting out, okay, who's improved from outdoors last year who's a name to watch who can maybe get on a run between now and world indoors in belgrade and surprise and then going beyond that who can parlay that into outdoor success as well too so i'm excited to see this meet all the world indoor tours are are solid like they get good fields i mean obviously it hosted grant holloway's world record last year Jakob showed up and dropped some some fast times we saw the emergence of of some names as well too um, in the longer distance races last year, so I'm just excited that we're getting going, Gordon. We're getting indoors is here, in, in for for pro track. It's exciting.
1: Yeah, and uh, basically, a majority of the World Athletics Indoor Tour meets are live on Flow track. You got the Carl, Karlsruhe, Ostrava, Berlin. <clears throat> um, let me keep on going down the list: Metz, Levine, Birmingham, Dusseldorf, Torin, at Madrid and Paris are all live on flow and then also the two us-based yeah. meets melrose games and new balance uh indoor grand prix those are live on flow but for australian and canada audiences but the other ones that's mm-hmm. live on flow for american australia and canada the two us meets are just live in canada and australia but basically all the top meets from the indoor season are going to be live on flow it's going to be wild i'm excited Good to- get some Mono Duplantis action, right? That's that's what it's all about. Mm -hmm. Who did you say was going to break the world record first? Mondo or Krauser? I forget.
0: Ooh, I think I said, I took Krauser. I think you took Mondo. Okay. I I believe. Krauser's thrown in Melrose. So whenever that competition is, do one minute after when it starts, and that's when the world record is getting broken by Ryan Krauser. Uh, That World Indoor Tour, Birmingham, has a pretty... Cool headline attached to it because it says Laura Mira is going to go for the 1K world record at that meet. Um, I'm looking up the mark right now 1,000 indoors. Maria Mutola's 230.94. I think she can do it. I think she can do it. 30 seconds, a lap for five laps that gets you 230. I think Mira is perfect for this 1K.
2: Here's the thing, though, if a thing mode hmm. just showed up. She's beating it, right?
0: <laughs> if a thing <laughs> mo runs like a 419, four, four all everything's gonna be like every conversation about tracks and be like, but you know you, you think Mo wasn't in the race, right? Like, Kevin, you're talking about the high hurdles. Like, well, you know a thing mo wasn't there.
1: A, a thing mo should troll all of these record attempts, right? So basically when they're like record attempts, she'd be like, Oh yeah, what time's the race at? Okay, that's what six thirty, that's what what twelve o'clock? Central time in Texas, all right, I'm going to go yeah. to my track. I'm going to get my phone out. I'm going to run when you run. I'm going to run as faster than you. And then when you think you broke the world record, yeah. I'll be like, uh, actually, I just ran half a second
0: faster. Do you think, do you think Mira can get this? She's run 231.93. She's has the third fastest time in history. That was 2017. And you obviously look at her PR. She looks like she's a good candidate for this mark outdoors different story i remember faith kip kept going for the 1k record and couldn't get it but this one is more attainable i mean Muir has a 156 800 and she's got a um 354 1500, both from last year too it's not like those were old marks
1: yeah i think it's possible i i, I mean any indoor world record in my mind is possible even the major ones mm-hmm. they're like indoors is built for records. That's what it's about. It's right. about breaking world records. Like, world records mm-hmm. are meant to be broken on the indoor season. That should be the tagline for the season. Indoors. We're built for record. We're for world records. But I think so. But then
0: you don't want too many because then they get really hard and then you have no more records the next year.
1: No, everyone breaks gotta... it by .01 seconds. And then we, keep, we can do that 100 <laughs> times over 100 years. Like, fine. You, that's what's great about breaking world you records. Gotta...
0: You have sprinkle on the record one
1: hundred like 100 intervals between a second, right? So that means you could only have to lower time by one second over a hundred years, and you could have a hundred different inst- instances of a world record. It makes you kind of think, world records, the fact that we keep track of time to the hundredth of a second is maybe a reason why we have more record breaking than we should. Because imagine if we didn't round to the 100th.
2: Imagine if we only rounded to the 10th of a second. We might have less world records, right? Yes. I'm right there,
0: right? Am I hosting this this pod with Matthew McConaughey? Imagine if we only rounded records to the the full second.
1: (laughs) If we rounded records to the full second, we'd only have like three world records ever in the 100,
0: right? It would be crazy. Well, then you'd have to, but then how would you? When two people run nine, how would you tell who wins? You need the time to see who wins the race.
1: I test. You just look and be like, who, uh, I who test. did it
0: first? I test. Time is like
1: a flat circle, Kevin.
0: Yeah. Thank you. I test. Cool. Time is a flat circle. I appreciate it. Okay. Um, what's next on here? Oh, Clemson going to commute to the pen Relays. We've had Houston <laughs> make an announcement, South Carolina, and now Clemson. Will be there. um They won the sprint medley relay in 2018, um, and that was their first time they'd won since 1992. So we will, of course, be there at the end of April in Franklin Field. Gordon, going back to Philadelphia, it's going to be exciting for you. So another another strong NCAA program in attendance at Penn Relays this year, Gordon.
1: Yeah, Clemson. They got, they've had a, a roller coaster of the past few years, right? With the whole potentially losing their men's program. Russell Dinkins coming in hot from the top rope. Be like, not so fast, sir. We are going to keep running track here in South Carolina, which is great. And the saving that program. And now we get to watch them at the Penn Relays. Gotta love it. Ryan Fenton's going to love it. Alumni, our, our colleague here at Flow track. Mm-hmm. Um Oh, yeah. He's. He ran this, I, he, I think he, I'm not sure if he still has it, but yeah, I think he had the steeplechase record at Clemson, but I'm not sure if it's still there. So might've beaten it. I'm not sure.
0: Yeah. I don't. Maybe think he,
1: has it. he doesn't, you know, what would have been kind of funny it. though. If Ryan mm-hmm. like still had that record and it was probably a weak record. Cause he probably ran like eight wow. 50 like and he would be like, well, if they cancel the program, my record lives in infamy. Because they'll never break it again. He did not think that, of course not. He was very, honest, but <laughs> wow. He'd be like, yeah, well, on the plus side, I'm forever the record holder. I'm just kidding. Uh,
0: yeah. But, yeah. Um, Tom, one of Kevin's Kings, asked Will there be Kevin's Kings VIP event at Milrose? Uh, there might be, but I won't be there. So, I mean, Tom, you could host it, maybe. <laughs> You're the first member of the group. Uh, yeah, we'll be here. I'll be watching um, from my couch and then talking about it. We after. but stay tuned. We're gonna go. We're gonna we're gonna get to some meets eventually.
1: Yeah, but also we did a members only podcast end of December last yeah. year, right? And we'll probably do another one end of January here. Yeah, then the members only podcast. Figure out what we're gonna talk about. Probably react to thing, Thingmo. Yep um but no if you
0: well if you're a member if you're a member send us an email or a message and, and let us know if you have a strong feelings on the topic. I was kicking around some ideas as well too, but uh the members if they want something we can we can do the special pod last time. Yeah, that was exciting. We went like 45 minutes just 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 for the members only pod. It was cool. Probably our best yeah. pod. And not that many people heard it. Uh, as here yeah. this, but more and more people yeah. are hearing it because there are more and more people becoming members, so it's exciting. Okay. Let's talk about USA's USATF announced officially, officially that it's going to be in Eugene. I think, and I was talking to another media member about
2: this, and his conclusion was basically
0: it was it was like it was this was previously decided because it was at, they'd said it at the meeting, the annual meeting, but they just forgot to announce it. I don't know if that was the case, like, or maybe just people, they assumed everybody knew. I assumed it was in Eugene because the world championships are in Eugene and most USAs are in Eugene. So it didn't make much sense to me that the one year it wouldn't be in Eugene would be the year when Eugene is hosting. That wouldn't make, for Worlds, that wouldn't make much sense for me just based on how they do things. But now it's in a release. So now we can see it.
2: Do you think USAs is going to be in Eugene?
1: Forever now, except for, or 2028?
0: 2026 might be interesting because non-championship year, but see other sites don't get that thrilled about hosting on non-championship years. But also Eugene will probably say, well, we need a break. Because this is the thing. A lot of meat organization comes down to relying on volunteers. And there's this stretch at Hayward where you have pre classic, you have the Oregon High School State Meet, you have the NCAA Championships, that you know you have USAs, and in this case you have Worlds. Um, there's other meets that can be jammed in there as well too. Sometimes it's like the you know if it's a um, if it's a year where Oregon is hosting Pac-12s, it just gets to be a lot. Where you have the same volunteers that you're asking to show up and help make this meet run, and waiting to 2026 to take a breather seems like an awfully long time but they built this facility to host these types of meets. now mount sac did as well too and obviously des moines hosted usa's in the recent past sacramento's hosted usa's in the recent past but i think 26 would be the first time but i also could see maybe maybe 25. I'm saying all right, let's just pass or 23. Let's just give us a let's just give us a break. Maybe 23 going into the trials cuz you know the trials is going to be a much bi- uh, hosting a trial is a much bigger effort cuz there's a longer meet than a USAs, right? Yeah. 10 days versus 4. Do you Longly think to say, LA
1: Do you think LA will host the 2028 trials?
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think the only question would be will it be in Mount Sac or will they Like, will they do it actually in the Olympic stadium? And I'm not up to date with exactly how that Olympic stadium is going to work. I remember talking to LA resident and photographer of the stars, Kirby Lee, about it back in 2020 when we pre-pandemic. And he was explaining just how like the logistics of the track, like it was going to be elevated and built up and all this stuff. So I don't know if that's all going to be in full force for the trials but I would think it's going to be in Southern California in some capacity, whether or not it's Mount Sac or at the Olympic stadium. That's an assumption. Nothing's been announced yet, but I would, I would guess that's what they'll do.
1: Yeah. Before we know it, we're going to be there, man. Six years from now. Boom. We'll, you'll, we'll yeah, be in yeah. our forties and we'll be ready to uh, watch some, watch Newberry park go one, two, three at the Olympic games. <laughs> right. That's the plan.
0: Yeah, Atlanta hosted trials in 96, the last time the Olympics were in the United States.
2: That makes sense.
0: Yeah. Anything I else think, happen? Well, What they like to do is they like to do it there so they can work out any kinks uh, that they'll... Because as much as we think everybody pays attention to the trials, and a lot of people do, the Olympics, obviously, that's the high-pressure moment. So if you have logistical issues, or you're trying to figure out something you want to get that sorted out before the big show comes to town and that's why you'd want them to host the trials so they have the opportunity i'm sure they host a lot of meets though i mean that facility is is brand new and it was built to host big time track meets just like Hay- the hayward field is
2: you've been watching any uh good netflix shows lately I have a suggestion. Watching, the what's,
0: what's the one that you were... Uh, I forgot. I watched the HBO one that you told me yesterday. We were talking about it. Oh, Search, Search Party? Party. Yeah, yeah. Did you finish 20... it? No, no, no. I'm still in season one, but the fact that it's 25 minutes, an episode is really appealing to me because I get intimidated sometimes. If it's an hour, I'm just like, ah, I'm kind of tired. I don't know if I can make it. But...
1: Uh, speaking of... Uh videos on the screen did you wind up watching the shakari richardson documentary no
0: i need to i need to put that in a list of things to do it's been kind of hectic in my house as i as i mentioned the last couple of weeks so i need to get my t you know what they
1: don't you know what they don't talk about did you watch the whole thing no but i read the review of it do you know it's not mentioned once
0: well the marijuana suspension because they filmed it before yeah. she got suspended I don't, do you expect them well, to transport no, they, through time and space? What did you think? The, it said it was shot over two days at the trial. I mean, I, you could go back and add the stuff. The interview wasn't shot.
1: I, the interview wasn't shot over those two days.
0: That's what it said. It said, it said the film the was interview? shot over two days. It said the film, and she was in the – that was in the film. I think it was.
1: They've had time to like, – Regardless, hey, I get your we- –
0: I get, your, yeah. I get your point. The larger point is this is an interesting thing. If you're making a film about you her, should, you should talk about it and maybe go back and talk add that him. part to the story. Yes, yes, I get it. Yeah. You should actually watch it. Don't read a review and base it on that. That's come on. Well, um, I, I just don't know li- if
1: they talk. I, I, I'm not judging the merits of what it is. I'm just saying, will they talk about the most interesting thing that's going on with her yeah. being removed from the Olympics? The Olympics. Yes. It's like a huge deal. And they did the fastest runner in right. the US. Was like, nah, you can't come. I yeah. want to know about that.
0: Yeah. So okay. I'm looking through the comments here. Uh Jilly says IWF scoring tables would have her at four fifteen ninety-eight. That's amazing. That's talking about a thing, though Obviously, converting that. I'm assuming that's coming from the the eight hundred time, not the four hundred meter time. Um Someone says gotta start adding Mary Beth Sant to the 60 at these indoor meets. Yeah. She's legit. She's gonna be in my rankings now. Mary Beth Sant Price 708. She's also run, what does she run? Did she run a seven ten this year as well, too? Seven eleven. So she's run seven oh eight and seven eleven. I'm I'm really excited to to see her in some bigger races this year. Um Someone asked, what's the pay like for college coaches? You can Google it. If they're a state employee, it's all there. You can pick your pick your college coach of your home state and Google it. You can find all the bonuses, base pay. It's all out there.
1: Kevin, here's a question for you. Speaking of Mary Beth St. Price. Yeah. She's 26
2: years mm-hmm. old, runs 708. Should, do you think she's going to be able to – compete
1: at make like make a world team one at indoors or even outdoors for US like her 100 PR is only 1108 so she has hmm. yet to really put together uh this is like the first time she's put together like a world class time in in the 60 here because her 100s and her 200s are n- not close to being world class so is she a sleeper for top 3 at trials in 2022 in, in Eugene or even a sleeper for top two when it all comes down to it, when all the other top female sprinters get on the line. Yeah.
0: I think the 60 is the better shot, even though it's only two spots than the the 100. She's run well in the 60 in the past. And yeah, these times are at, at altitude and everybody was running quick over in Lubbock, but I I still want to see it like 708. If she gets down to – she saves just a little bit of time, I think that's a possibility. Let's look ahead. I know we're, we're going to Milrose on Friday, but let's look at this Milrose 60. Hobbs, Parker, Thomas Williams, Gardner, Briscoe, Abbott, Jackson. So, yeah, she obviously would have fit right in here. I think Aaliyah Hobbs is going to run and has been running really well indoors. I think she's someone to look out for. Makaya Briscoe, you know, Javian Oliver. And then like Tiana Daniels, if Richardson runs, gotta keep an, an eye on her. But yeah, I think she's gonna Sam Price is gonna get in the final at the very least in Spokane. And then she can make something happen. Outdoors is tough. I just if your PB is north of eleven, in a world where ten eight, ten seven seems like the the new standard to Be be relevant. It's tough, but maybe she takes the sixty success and is able to build off of it.
1: Yeah, I mean her previous PR in the sixty before this was seven eighteen, so that was from twenty nineteen.
0: But she ran pretty. She placed pretty high, if I'm remembering, in college, right?
1: No, I mean her fastest mark is seven
0: eighteen before that. So I don't think she was at Oregon. Did she stay at Oregon the whole time or did she I think she thought she transferred? Did she go to Colorado? Uh, yeah, at the end, I like think. Colorado, Colorado State. State. Yeah. Yeah, let me see if I can find this. Here we go. Colorado State. Yeah, where's her I thought she ran a good 60 that last year. Oh, she made the meet. She made the she meet. She second in Mountain West, made the meet and went out in the in the semis. It's
2: gonna be but, interesting. No one's really talking about her interesting four stuff by does. four
0: by and then the team made the four by one so she didn't make it in the in the hundred her senior year that was in 19 and then at oregon it was just four by ones i think so i don't think she ever made a hundred ncaa championship meet so I, the 60s been her better event i think it's fair to say so yeah keep an eye on her there's stories like this all the time of a person who pops up in indoors and you're like, oh, okay. I remember them from college. And then, cause all it takes is a couple good weeks. U S indoors is next month. You only need to keep it going for a little bit longer and then you're, you, you get on the team, but I think Hobbs and Briscoe are going to be, be tough along with Oliver and that other group that I mentioned. Um, let's see if there's any other questions. You got any questions, put them in the chat before we go. You never told me your Netflix recommendation, Gordon. You just like brought it up and then didn't say anything.
1: Oh yeah, uh, it's not on Netflix. It's on HBO Max. Station
2: Eleven. Oh, yeah, pandemic-based
0: yeah. show.
2: Have you yeah. watched it? You finished it?
0: Watched the first? No, the first two or three. Well, it gets away from okay. pandemic, doesn't it? Or does it stay? Does it yeah. loop back to pandemic?
1: Yeah, it's a little bit. It's a little interesting. I read a review saying it. Re- it rewards patient viewers mm. So that makes me think that you have to get through five hours of content before you can get the the payoff in the final three hours type thing Where are like wait did you watch don't the enjoy thing? the last three hours unless you watch the first five hours
0: did you watch the only 10 se-
1: no? no i'm like halfway through a 10 season oh so you don't know halfway if that's through a 10 episodes no, but the review said that like the second half makes it
0: yeah. worth <laughs> watching the first half. Wait, are you just reading reviews of everything now? Is this the new Gordon yeah. Mac? I read the review of this Richardson documentary. Read the review of yeah, this. I read inc- yeah. Come on. So you can try. You can decide how you spend your time. Colt have you seen Station Eleven? Uh no. Hold your mic I on? I don't no. have HBO. But Okay. Ooh. What are you watching? Anything good, Colt? Uh
1: playoffs i don't know Not no okay there that. we go
0: all right Colt. colt wasn't ready colt wasn't ready for that i'm sorry colt i shouldn't have thrown it your way uh we'll try to do calls again on friday though We'll we'll put the info on the ticker on the bottom so that way people can call in. we'll do that might be fun because it's milrose right people can call in with a milrose prediction have you been holding your yeah. mic the whole time by the way yeah he okay. has okay yes. no 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 table huh
1: no i'm downstairs okay. i'm sitting on strength the couch. training I'm just sitting on a couch.
0: Got my blanket. Okay. And you're going to dunk right here.
1: Oh, yeah. Where's the dunk video? My dunk? Oh, the dunk videos. Yes. Uh, for those keeping track, Kevin told me to take things slow. So the, the first, I'm in week four of training. Mm-hmm. Are you reading reviews and, uh, for
0: dunking right now?
1: Is that what's happening? <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in week four of training for the dunk. Uh, end of this week, I will do my first dunk attempt. It's, I'm, not going to, I'm not going to succeed in said dunk. It's going to let me know what my baseline is. I didn't want my baseline to want to be what it was coming off of December of doing nothing. I want it to be coming off of January of working out regularly so I can have like a yep. better baseline. It's still going to be a shit baseline, but I uh end of this week do the first dunk, I'll film it, put it up on the pod. People can critique right. it. And then February is the the month of uh lifting. I'm going to start lifting. Mm. Three days a week, so I'm excited. Got my gym <laughs> membership. Steak. I'm all ready to go.
0: This is great. This is gonna this be is great. I I'm... thought you'd you would know have given it. up by now.
1: No, no, no. I'm all in. I'm focused.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm getting going on mine too. My, my goal of the 200 pound bench press. So I'm, I'm doing my best, Gordon. So that way we can both achieve our goals in 2022.
1: I did a. Uh... We were talking, I'm not sure you were in a group chat with one of our colleagues over at Miles Split, but we, we were get, we were given um some spikes from a future sponsor, which we'll name which is sponsoring the podcast next week. But what are your thoughts on lacing them up at Penn Relays and doing a little media four hundred um mm-hmm. in end of April? We can see how our fitness is going. Yeah. You, me versus Corey versus Brian Dybel mm-hmm. versus we we'll get Olivia Ekpone who can just smoke That's us all fair. because she can.
2: That's not fair.
1: Well, she, yeah. It, it, it We need a perspective. We need perspective. Like, we can't win. Yeah. We need her to sh- to to smoke us so we have the perspective like, hey, you may have won this race, but you're still slower than her.
0: Yeah. Uh Yeah, I'm down. I'll get last probably. And the thought of running in spikes right now terrifies me. I just, I, my Achilles tendon just shivers just thinking about it. But. Yeah, I'll, I'll do it. I got a treadmill at my house now, too, so I'm just going to get – we just – you got the gym membership. I bought the treadmill. We're just cliches of New Year's resolutions is what we are. Yeah.
1: But I feel like when you join a gym in February and not January, it has a different vibe. Yeah. Because joining a gym in February in January is like, all right, we get it. See you. We'll, yeah. You won't be here in four weeks. But I feel like joining in I February see. is like, no,
0: this is this is real. We got a message from Tom. He said, I did high jump in high school and college and I have all the secrets to help Gordon dunk, but I'm a proud member of Kevin's Kings and can't help. (laughs)
1: That's disappointing. Come on, Tom, Tom,
0: write us an email, do me a solid. I know that you're loyal and I appreciate that, but Gordon dunking at the age of, first of all, I'd never hear the end of it, but with Gordon, (laughs) I'm never gonna hear the end of anything. So this will like replace Sixers talk, or some prediction he made about some 200 runner three years ago. like He's going to get in my face about something that he said he would do a long time ago or he got right a long time ago. I'd rather have it be dunking than Joel Embiid stats. So let's try to help Gordon out as much as we can.
1: I did have a dream that uh, I <laughs> this documented this journey of uh-huh. dunk, uh, prote- uh, learning how to dunk again or for the first time and it went mm-hmm. viral and mm-hmm. the Philadelphia 76ers thought it was interesting <laughs> oh, and they, no. you know what hey we'll invite you to do your your dunk attempt in at <laughs> december Gordon. at the halftime in Philadelphia at a at a basketball game and everyone's going to cheer for you and then i thought about it and well this is literally my dream and then i'm like why are people going to cheer about like a guy just like slightly getting up and like doing like a fake dunk layup like yeah are people going to really I, cheer for just like a 34-year-old dude doing a dunk? I don't know. But
0: would you do that if four. given the opportunity? Oh, yeah, 100%. I
1: was, I've was. won a slam dunk competition during a halftime show at a Philadelphia 76ers game.
2: Where's that footage? How big that was the
1: a hoop? St- as a true statement. How big was, was the hoop? Was, I was like 6, 7, or 8 or something like that. I was at a Sixers game. I was with my parents. And then like um, Sixers media people like, hey, do you want to be on a halftime show? They're looking for kids. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, yeah. yeah. And then I got to go on, on the court at halftime and we had like a dunk competition, me and like two or three other kids. And it was a Fisher Price hoop, right? And then it was like who, you know, you dunk and then they cheer. But like my dunk was, I did the Dr. J dunk where I just tried to dunk from really far away on a Fisher price hoop and I won people cheer for me. I'm it's one of those moments where I realized, God damn it. I wish I was a kid when people had like cell phones because I remember it like, but like I can never like relive that moment ever. Like it's only in my brain, which is kind of sad because like, Winning a slam dunk so maybe contest. Maybe it didn't a, happen, is what you're saying. At a Sixers halftime? No, you can ask my parents. You can ask anyone. Oh, was this a dream, act. too? This was not a dream. I legitimately won a slam dunk contest at the age of like six, seven, or eight. I don't even know how old I was. It was like, here's the reason I Sean asked. Bra- it was the Sean Bradley era of Sixers basketball. Remember Sean Bradley?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, was yeah. in a really bad bike accident I saw. Yeah. Horrible news. Sorry. Um. Ooh, okay. Well, here's what I'm talking about, though, with with you at halftime. Like, if you miss, you're like a meme for life.
1: Yeah. And you'd be okay with it's that? True. Yeah,
0: I'm okay with a meme. Okay. what's what, this
1: around being a meme. I, I just, I'm wondering, it, no. because
0: people wouldn't be cheering for you to succeed. People would be cheering for you to fail. And then if you get rim checked and fall down, land on your tailbone, That's gonna be your identity for a while. I mean, it might be you know, you'll be known for something. That's fun. But
1: now that I think about it, because I did win a slam dunk contest at the age of six at a Sixers game,
0: dunking's in your blood.
2: It might be
1: a reason for them to want to invite me for my age thirty four dunk of my life. All right, all right. right. It'd be like, hey, full circle, thirty years later, this guy's trying to do it again. You may. They might have the footage. You have to think. There's got. That's what I keep on thinking.
0: Send an email somewhere. Send an email. You got to figure this out. Yes. That. I mean, that you got the compelling story now. Did they archive that? It depends how desperate they are for halftime content. But if they have it, and they're saying this is the last time this guy dunked, it's been his dream at 34 years old to be able to dunk a basketball. Let's welcome him back, Sixers fans. And then they show on the jumbotron the grainy old footage gordon and mac and then they see how tall you are and you're like wait this isn't that impressive if he can do this and then you still don't do it and we're, everybody goes home sad yeah. all right we're I done should reach out to them That's hey you have the footage thanks colt thanks travis for producing thanks everybody for tuning in we'll see you guys on friday we'll preview The rest of the Melrose games, get excited. Remember, like Gordon said, you only have a few days to live in this moment of uncertainty, of not knowing how good a thing Mo is. So walk around today, breathe in the fresh air, and enjoy the fact that you are living in a specific time and place that will never be able to be replicated after Saturday. We'll talk to you guys later.